Hi, everyone. Welcome to Stacking Growth. I'm your host, Sydney Waterfall. I have a special guest today I'm super excited about. I want to intro Dave Rigotti. He's the CEO and founder of Inflection.io. And he's been doing some awesome stuff on their company. You should definitely go follow them on LinkedIn. I've been very impressed by their go-to-market strategy and some of the things that they're doing. So wanted to get him on the podcast to talk about it. So welcome, Dave, and feel free to introduce yourself to the listeners. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be on the podcast. And yeah, I, I'm Dave Rigotti, and I spent... Um, Quite a few years at, at Bizwell running marketing and then a couple of years um, at, at Marketo post Bizwell acquisition and now back at it with the new startup Inflection.io and team back up with a lot of the same people we were working together with at, at Bizwell. So it's it's a ride and we're having a blast. Yeah, um, I feel like we go back a little bit to the <laughs> Visible <too>. days, <laughs> which is awesome. I uh that's the first time I met you as we were implementing yeah. visible at simply measured um, and like seeing your guys's journey. And yeah. then when this company kind of started, even before you had a name, um, I was working at a PLG company ally.io and it was great to connect there. I know you guys were doing a ton yeah. of customer research and really understanding um, the market to inform the product. So um, can you kind of give just a quick overview of like, what is inflection? Who's it for? What do you guys do? Just so readers can kind of get a, or listeners can get a sense before we dig into some of your go-to-market strategy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. In, inflection.io, um, it's, it's marketing automation or another way to think about it is, is, um, the user communications for product-led companies. And it's like, what you would expect. You can build email campaigns, you can, um, kind of orchestrate the journeys and you can interact with, you know, Salesforce data and the whole kind of lead management aspect of, of marketing automation. And um, the way we, the reason we started is um, after, after we left Marketo, we, we went out, we interviewed you and <laughs> probably like 120 other companies, um, all product led asking just kind of what are the challenges they're having and kind of what are the, um, what are the big things that we should go, go kind of focus on. And Everyone just kept saying like, look, we're, we're a product-led company. Product data is incredibly important to the way we think about growth and communicating with our users and, and kind of um, how we want to, um, you know, we want to drive, drive better marketing with this data. But, you know, we, we, have, a, we have a struggle in getting to the data. We have a struggle using the data. We, we struggle with just kind of, um, you know, orchestrating our marketing around that. And so... A lot of companies went out and said, hey, can, can you guys solve for this? Can you go build marketing automation that brings in product data? So we're like, yeah, sure, we can do that. So that's what we did. We went out, we built integrations to data warehouses and product data and Salesforce. And we came out a couple uh, of stealth a couple of months ago and um, it's going great. Nice. Yes. Um, I've definitely been following along and I think the product is really cool Thanks. and um one thing that I want to talk in about next is, first of all, you, it seems like you spent a lot of time on like customer research and understanding. Yeah. And I think that gets underplayed a lot as like, right. as a company, you're just starting out, but even in an existing company. So I want to talk through of like, besides customer interviews, like what other things were, were you guys 
considering and looking at when you were researching of what to build and how to build it and honestly, like how to message it as well? Yeah, for sure. And we're still learning and, mm-hmm. and we're going to learn forever. <laughs> like, honestly, it never <laughs> yeah. ends. Um, like biz- Visible started um, almost by, by chance. Um, it started because you know, this is just before I joined, the team was working on attribution, but in a different way than, than the kind of visible that everyone knows today. Like it was for like mom and pop shops. And then Salesforce mm-hmm. was shutting down a little app that they were running called Salesforce for Google AdWords. And so the team was like, hey, why don't we build an app to just replace that? And then it just, um, which is basically just connecting Google AdWords to Salesforce. And then it just like over the years just kind of kept, kept building on. Um, and it, you know, it turned out to be a great business and it was an awesome, awesome journey. Um, this time around, we wanted to be really thoughtful about, um, well, we're very privileged to be able to go do this, um, both network yeah. and just the financial privilege to go do this, just go spend some time just talking with people about what are your, your big challenges. And we were really intentional about going after something that we felt and then that customers and, and folks were telling us is a, is a, is a big meaty problem for them that they don't have kind of great paths forward. So that was one, just, you know, what, what kind of problem are we solving for? And we, when you do startups the second time around, you get way more permission to go way bigger. So you yeah. know, the vision here is, it's big. It's, it's kind of an all or nothing thing. And so, um, so we went, we, we did all those, those interviews, which is great. The other thing we just thought through, which is like the, the kind of TAM and the opportunity and just, you know, is this, is this a space that we want to be in? And, um, we actually ex- even explored ideas like outside of MarTech too. And it just kept coming back to MarTech and kept you can't get back. away. I know we <laughs> yeah. can't get away. <laughs> couldn't get away. And um, so, yeah, those are the, those are the big things. Like let's go solve something. That's a real problem. Um, let's go uh, solve something that is a really big space. And it might take many, many years to realize the vision, but um, we have that permission and a great, set of investors and team that is all kind of aligned on that. So those were the big yeah. things we did. And then, you know, we were cranking away on our MVP for almost two years, um, year and a half or so. So we started this, this product led dot marketing community as a way just to see what, you know, what are people going to talk about? Um, let's, let's bring people together to talk about product led growth. And um, first of all, help people because there's a lot, a lot of times people are doing product-led growth for the first time. And yeah, and it's newer. We talk right? a lot of like, yeah, we talk with a lot of like marketing ops folks and they're like, you know, being asked to weigh in on like our segment events. And I don't even know like where to start with that or, Hey, uh, we're getting pulled in to think about, you know, packaging strategies. Like well, we've never done that before. We just, <laughs> you know, we, just, we didn't have to think about that as much. And so a lot of first time, like turn the crank for so many folks. And so our goal with that was just, you know, bring people together and just provide a forum and space for um, people to help each other out. And with the benefit of us too, of just, you know, what is top of mind for folks? What are people going to talk about? Which is of course helpful as you're, you're kind of building a, a company. Yeah. I thought that was a really interesting strategy because first of all, like you're going after product led companies, product led marketers, operators, you know, business yeah. leaders within there. And so a lot of those companies or a decent amount of those companies are, you know, led through community growth, 
templated you know, templates, libraries, things like that. Like how the big, you know, the Miros and the big, you know, yeah. product led growth kind of companies out yeah. there. Um, so I thought that was like really smart to do way before even, you know, launching your company um, and out of stealth mode. And yeah. also is sounds like it was a strategy to just like connect with your audience and learn from them and understand them was like the main motivation there to, to start that community. Yeah. Yeah. It's all from being a, a helpful place. I yeah. think we've modeled it off of um, what, what Sangram and the Terminus did mm-hmm. team did a long time ago with, with flip my funnel, which is yep. let's just bring people together. Let's be helpful. This is not like we, when somebody signs up for the community, it doesn't make a lead in our CRM and then like <laughs> yeah. follow up on and we're like, Hey, we want to sell you software. Like that's not, that's not what that is. And so um, we use that kind of playbook as the model. And I think that's the right way to, to build communities, especially industry communities. You've been in the MarTech space before. I know that was like, not, yeah. you know, what your initial goal was, but you're in the MarTech space again. Yeah. So how does um, like forming your go-to-market strategy change or not change now that you're a founder, CEO? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, you know, um, now we see you want to, you want to work for a CEO who gets marketing. It's like, I don't, there's some pros and cons with that. True, <laughs> true. But they like, you know, get your marketing. There's also a, a con that they can, can get their, their fingers pretty deep in it. Um, <laughs> You know, we're still, we're still so early, you know, this is going to be yeah. a, a, a decades long journey. And, you know, we have, you know, a great set of customers. We have, you know, a number of, of, of paying customers that are doing some great things with our products, but we're still learning. Um, we're still learning a lot on, on product marketing before we think too much about our go-to-market, um, you know, like who, who are we like some, some pretty big questions, like you know, today you go to our, our homepage and it's, it's all about marketing animation. And, um, that's true. Like we do have customers that use us as their marketing automation product. It's used in marketing, but we also have, have com- customers that are actually success teams and another yeah. one that's, it's the product team and it's not marketing. It's not marketing at all. Like marketing doesn't even have a login. And so, you know, is that marketing automation when it's used by product teams to do, you know, user onboarding, like maybe, <laughs> but you know, the, the user and the, the kind of beneficiary for the software for marketing automation is, you know, it was like marketing and the beneficiary was sales and it was, it was pretty clear. Thus, it's like, that's true for some com- companies and some use cases, sometimes it's product, sometimes it's, you know, success as a beneficiary. So we're still learning a lot about you know, what is the, the kind of right angle in the companies? And it just comes back to like, everyone's doing PLG for the first time. Like yeah. it's, it's different at so many companies. Um, but the, um, what we've been doing is just creating a lot of content. Um, so we have, we're about 25 team members at the company, two marketers, and pretty much both are focused on content creation and just um, spending time thinking about, you know, what are questions people have? How can we be helpful um, and go create good content? And so that's where we're focused today. And, you know, we're learning every, every time we put out something new, we're learning, we're learning something new about product-led growth and we're learning something new about how people react to that and kind of what kind of content they want to see. Nice. I love that. I think, you know, your 
customer insights really kind of drive your, your, um, almost your content strategy, right? So, um, obviously you have a success team and stuff, but, um, how else are you kind of as a company generating those customer insights to inform your product positioning and even like your more marketing content strategy? Yeah. Yeah. We're still, um, what, what, um, we do like Slack groups for, oh, nice. for like our, our customer support. So there's no like customer support, you know, phone number, or, <laughs> yeah. even like help desk or anything like that. It's just, we create a Slack connect group and we're just in there talking with customers every day, all day through Slack. And, and of course on the Zoom and stuff too. And um, we learn a lot about our product and also just what's on their mind. And so that's, that's been the kind of most helpful thing. And what we, it's, it's actually not a very isolated group either. Like we'll have our engineering leaders are in those groups, our product teams in those groups. So it's kind of like we get to look across, you know, all functions of the company when, when somebody asks a question or has an issue. And I think as we build product, that's the best way for us to to kind of learn. And, and even product marketing, it's like, well, Hey, we're working on this thing. Like, what do you, what do you think it should be? Or how do you think about it? Or what would you even call this thing? Um, Yeah. And so that's been, um, that's kind of our success strategy has been like, let's just be on all hands on deck with our first, you know, 10 customers here and, and be really helpful and, and learn and, um, you know, adjust from there. I mean, I think that's a good takeaway, honestly, like no matter what size, obviously, you know, a smaller yeah. size company, it's a little easier to kind of be like all hands on deck. But when you think about even just customer insights, it's not just obviously marketing is a big role in there. Um, but to your point, like product and engineering can drive so much, um, growth and just knowledge from having those customer insights or being connected to a customer. So I love that approach. I don't think a ton of companies take that approach. So I think that is, it's a learning. It's like an intentional learning from doing it, like doing, you know, our time at visible was never like we never, like between engineering and the customer, you know, they like understood the customer, but they not enough. And, yeah. um, you know, we're, we're always thinking like, um, I think, I think there's a story of when you start your job at Shopify, you know, you have to go set up a store, like every employee sets up a store, even if it's fake, but you have to get in the product, you have to use it. And so we think, we think things like that too. Like when engineer starts, like they should have to go build a campaign and go, uh, you know, ideally soon here, they'll be actually like executing campaigns, you know, you know, in partnership with our marketing team, but you have to be like, you have to be a user. Um, yeah. so we're, we're much more intentional this time around about that connectivity between product engineering and, and customers and, um, have them really, really f- feel the joys and pains that our customers go through. <laughs> nice. So who, I want to get into kind of like who leads what inside yeah. of your company. Cause I feel like, um, yeah. you know, smaller people probably right. are doing multiple things, right? Oh, Not yeah. like singular functions. So like, what do you lead? Who leads success? Who help leads product? Who helps with the vision marketing? Kind of give me like a little breakdown here of what, how you, how are you? Yeah. Yeah. We have, um, a, a couple, a couple key folks. Um, so, um, I mostly, uh, we're still very founder led sales. So I'm mostly like very focused on driving, driving sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, pitching in on marketing a little bit. And then I have, um, Vic Davis who ran success at visible and then spent some time at marketing or at Marketo. 
So he's running this success team. Um, it, it's actually just, it's still, it's just him. Um, but he's driving all of our, our onboardings and um, being really, really connected with the, the customer. And he's obviously been at MarTech for a very, very long time. And then That's I have Aaron Burr. <laughs> yeah. Then I have Aaron Burr, who was the CEO at Visible, who was, you know, my boss for like six years. Well, we kind of flipped it around. Now I get to, to be his boss a little bit. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> uh, he works with us full time um, as a, um, he's essentially driving a product, which is great. Um, he's like a product and sales engineer. Nice. Um, so that, that's been really helpful. And then I have two um, co-founders, Oak and Knuckle, uh, who, are, who are leading our engineering teams. We have an engineering team in India and an engineering team in in Seattle and been working, both have worked in MarTech for a long time. So we're very like product and engineering focused right now. Makes we have sense. 25 yeah. employees and I think probably about 20 are all in, in product engineering and we've built so much and we also have like so much more to build. So <laughs> we're cranking away on product and then mostly Vic and I handle a lot of the, the sales and success pieces. Nice. Makes sense that, you know, for kind of the type of product you guys are building and the stage that you're at, right. but I, I always get curious of just how, you know, things are set up and who's responsible for what. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. When we sold Bizzle, we had 10 engineers and now, you know, we have almost 20. So um, very, like, very different approach to building product. <laughs> Love it though. It seems, it seems, I mean, from yeah. the outside looking in, it seems like it's going well. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's fun. It's fun for sure. Nice. Um, okay. I want to get into some of the tactics or things that I've been seeing Love that it. I've been like super impressed with and just want to like chat through them, why you cool. guys did them, what was your goal or is your thinking there? So, um, you know, first and foremost, you kind of came out publicly what about two to three months ago ish yep. right okay cool I was like I'm I was going back yeah. in LinkedIn posts and figuring it out <laughs> yeah um but one thing like is you published your pricing on your website yeah. which that's a hot topic just in general in MarTech especially yeah. um with higher ACV products or usage-based right. products so I would yeah. love to chat through why you guys did that and like what was your thought on publishing pricing and obviously that page is going to constantly evolve as you learn and yeah, change right. your pricing and packaging so just walk me through that yeah i think there were a couple couple things we thought of with 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 pricing um we are very usage based i think we're the only market automation company that does usage base instead of just the number of contacts you have we only charge based on who you actually talk to so Anyone out there who's ever like having to delete contacts, on Marketo, like <laughs> you don't, you don't have to do that with us. Um, but look, like you know, we sell to product-led companies. Every product-led company out there has some part of their their culture or their mindset is about being being transparent, being easy to work with, and frankly, like they all have published pricing. And so, we're, you know, we're not product-led ourselves today. We'll get there. Um, right there's a lot to build to, to do that really well. And we didn't want to have a, a, a C plus experience for being product led. And so we'll have, we'll wait for that, that A plus experience, but Hey, we should have as part of our culture, the things that we need to be able to be product led in the future. So one of those is, you know, publishing our pricing and being really transparent about the, the packaging of that. And yeah, go look at MarTech and it's almost nobody publishes pricing. In fact, like 
a lot of don't even publish tiers. It's just, you know, contact yeah. us and, Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll put something in front of you and you have no idea if that's a good deal or a bad deal or what. And, um, we just didn't want to operate that way. And so, yeah, we were very, from day one published pricing and we now have a calculator that makes it a little easier for people to figure out, you know, what is your pricing today? And fast forward two, three years, and maybe you're putting, you know, 50,000 people a month through inflection, you know, your users, and you want to work towards deploying us to your 5 million users. Like what's that price going to be like when you do that? And it helps, it helps people just plan. And it's just the right thing to do, honestly. Totally agree. I mean, even if you're not marketing and in the PLG space, like it's um, a lot of the the companies who are doing this and being a little bit more upfront and giving your, educating your market, giving them all the information, you know, like here's, yeah. here's the price, here's what yeah. you can expect. So like when you do consider us or when you do talk to us, it's right. hopefully a much better productive like conversation honestly that's right that's right like <laughs> I, i'm busy like i have a lot to do um and so i'm still driving sales and i will for a, probably a little bit longer and so if if being public on our pricing can also filter out some people that you know would otherwise you know have wanted a demo then we get to price they're like oh no that's not what i was expecting that's great. It, it increases the wheels for sales and it filters out people that maybe this isn't for. And um, we're being very intentional about the types of markets that we go after. And so um, I, uh, I think it's, the, it's not only the right thing to do, I think it's helpful for our, for our business too. hundred percent. Yeah. Can set the expectations before, yeah. you know, you're spending resource and time and all of that yeah. um, up front. So that was one thing that I was like, I saw on your website, I was like, yes, this is great. Yeah. I love this. Um, yeah. The um, other thing that we kind of uh, touched on a little bit ago was the product-led community. Yeah. Um, and we've seen that like grow. Well, I think you have almost, how many members do you have? Eight, decent. A little over yeah. 800 members now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you're kind of putting that on your website, promoting it. So people learn about you that way. And I also saw that you, you guys have been doing some, um, like events in the community, the product led yeah. marketing show. Um, so yeah, just curious of like how that's evolving now that you've actually launched, um, the company publicly. Yeah, we, you know, we still have more work to do there too. I think this is the hard part about running communities early on is you have to yeah. decide, do I spend time working on my community today or do I spend time, you know, generating demand gen for, you know, the product today. And because we're being really intentional about it being separate, that is the decision you have to make. It, it's not that, you know, if we grow the community, will it grow inflection? Like not, not really. And that's kind of intentional. That's because that's the right thing to do for a community. So we haven't invested as much as we want. Um, our vision with it is to make it into like, obviously a place to go, um, like a, the, the kind of forum that you see today, but we want to start getting to a point where we're publishing premium content and really thinking about um, not just um, having the space for people to talk, but help kind of guide the shepherd, the, the industry forward. And I almost think about it as like a, uh, like a serious decisions or a topo, but for PLG, because there's, there's mm. not a lot of content out there. And so yeah. we're working a lot on a lot of that content and that's the kind of vision where it should, where it'll go. And 
you know, live events too. And so there's a lot of, a lot of plans for it and it's, you know, it's finding the time to, to get them done, but there's a lot, there's a lot happening there in the conversations and there's some cool premium content coming out really soon too. Nice. Well, good teaser there. I like that. Go sign up <laughs> for the community. Um, um, one thing that I think was key there that you differentiated, which is going to be great for kind of listeners, is the community is not a part of your demand gen strategy. They are separate no. and they you treat them separate and they have separate, like they, they should be separate. And right, I right. think like you, you did a great job explaining that, but I want to like double back on that for listeners is like, they should be separate. They shouldn't be like, we're going to go start a community. And then hopefully in a year, it's going to drive demand for the company. So as you're thinking about, you know, the trade-offs and stuff you've mentioned, but are you thinking about having eventually like a a different owner of the community that that's like their full scope, that's completely different than, you know, driving demand or growth for the company? Like, how do you think about that? Yeah, definitely. We're, we're, we're at that point now where we probably should go prioritize that role and do that because yeah, it's kind of the only way those communities work is, and that, that um, playbook works is if it's somebody's kind of full-time sole job and their time can't be deployed elsewhere. And it's, you know, this is like, yeah. Um, (laughs) If they're like, this is why I've hired you and go, go make this, this happen. And so we're probably pretty close actually to, to doing that, to, you know, take it, you know, to the next level. It's, it's almost like a side hustle for the business today. And right. it, it really does like the right thing for the group and the right thing for the industry is to go like, keep it, keep it going and, and driving forward. And the way to do that is to have somebody just think about it, you know, all day, every day. And how do we make it better? What can we do for, for folks and start to bring in others too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we have, we have, you know, competitors in there today and they post and that's great. I have no problem yeah. with that at all. And they should start to, this person should start to pull in, you know, others from across the industry, whether they're great, you know, just great folks, competitors matter, just um, start getting more content created and, and drive that, that value. So we're, we're probably pretty close to, to making that happen and doing that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I, it's something that we come across a lot yeah. of like, you know, helping with people with like, okay, what's your community strategy? It's like, well, before we even get to the strategy, like, let's yeah. make sure it's like set up correctly. And like yeah. the, the leadership and the team has the right idea. It's not something that, oh, marketing will just run a community. Um, and the best communities you see totally separate teams. They're working yeah. with different companies. They've got different people in there, all the, all the points that you made. So, That's right. um, I love your guys' focus on that. And I think um, a lot of people can learn from, from your approach there. <laughs> um, all right, let's go to the next thing, which was um, launching. I saw you do a LinkedIn Live. I watched it because I was oh, like, yeah. I'm super curious about the product. <laughs> I've talked to you about it before. I hadn't seen it in action, but you actually launched a live yeah. product demo on LinkedIn Live. Yeah. And are being you have a product tour on your website. So yeah. again, following the transparency theme, but I want to yeah. like walk through that and and get your um why'd you decide that? What was your approach and how are you gonna kind of expand on that? Yeah, definitely, definitely a, a part of the culture. Like let's be transparent, let's um, you know, let's let's treat our our prospects with respect and give them information they need without having to jump through, you know, too many hoops. But 
I think also just being um, public that it's a real product. Yeah, um, like, it is real. Here it is. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot up there that um, is kind of pseudo real or, you know, people, startups, especially at, at this kind of stage, will go go demo Figmas and then mm. use that to try to hook people and bring them in and, and then actually go build that product over the next couple of years. Like, you know, we have 20 engineers or 20 engineers and product folks. We've been cranking away for a long time. Like we have a lot of products. So we were, we were pretty quiet about it for a long time. And so part of it is like, we should be public about it so people can, can see it um, and evaluate if they, if they need it or want it um, as part of the culture, but also being, you know, a little bit transparent too. It's like, this is a real product. Here's what you can do with it. And um, kind of differentiate from other startups that, you know, popped up in the 2020 or 2021, like funding craze, and you can go yeah. get a million <laughs> and you're maybe still trying to figure it out. And you maybe don't actually have a product yet, or you just have very early product and your homepage tells the vision about where it's maybe going to be in five years, but not the product you have today. And we try to be really honest about what do we have today? What do we don't have today? You know, where are we going? But we don't sell the product that we have or going to have in three years, we sell the product we have today or, you know, maybe a couple months ahead, but for the most part, it's the product. <laughs> the next release. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Nice. Yeah. I think, um, actually, you know, that's a, that's a differentiator for you guys and like where you guys are. So it's like, why not show that off? Why not, uh, publish that to the market, get people interested in it. You know, people will probably watch that who, never um like been to your website right they're yeah. gonna say like oh this is really cool like or i've heard of this community but i don't exactly know what the product does and they're gonna watch that and get educated yeah. on it so yeah. totally smart love it um thanks and then um i saw you recently i, I feel kind of like a stalker i'm not stalking the company <laughs> uh, <laughs> i was just see a lot of this stuff in the space yeah. obviously i'm on linkedin a yeah. lot so um, I promise I'm not stalking your company. <laughs> I saw you recently released the um, product-led growth vendor landscape yeah. of 2022. And A, I was like, man, this is super, like for me, I we work with some product-led companies, but yeah. I'm not like a full product-led marketer here. But it was super educational for me just as a marketer <laughs> in this space. I was like, yeah. wow, this this paints the picture for me. I get what's going on here with all these tools. And then I also saw it was featured in some Saster talks that other people are That's picking right. it up. Um, and it, it kind of is similar to like that gigantic MarTech map that's now, you know. Yeah, Scott I, Brinker's 10,000. It's yeah. wild, yeah. But um, I want to talk through that of like, how'd you think about doing it? Yeah. Why'd you do it? Let's let's dig, it, dig in there. Yeah, we published the first version of it a year ago. Okay. We did it, um, well, one, we were getting questions in the community and from others, just, hey, what are all the, who are all the new vendors in the space? Mm -hmm. um, so we made it to, to help out some folks. We, it's also a question that we had, like, <laughs> who, like who, who are the vendors in the space? Who's thinking about, you know, MarTech or product with sales or, reverse detail or whatever, you know, all the categories, but who's, who's building go-to-market technologies for, for product-led companies, like specifically for product-led companies. So we made the first version a year ago and published it. 
And like the next week it was already outdated. Um, <laughs> like there's so many vendors that are, that are raising seed rounds and kind of popping up. And this summer we're like, you know, it's probably time to update it. And we probably should have done it a long time ago because when we, when we, when the team put it together, it was already, it had a, it doubled. So it's probably, you know, 30, 40 vendors now, like specifically building for go to market at product led companies and, um, like subcategories are now, you know, big, big categories. And it's cool to see how it's evolving and kind of what the different kind of markets each of the vendors are, are playing into. And it's, it's fun for me as, as just a, a geek about the space, and <laughs> as I like to see how it's nice to, to watch everyone, but I think it's fun just to see the, the kind of the, the category as a whole, just get really, really big. And people think about like, yeah, it really is, a cool time to build for product led company. And we like, didn't have that as much as visible. It was you know, yeah. us and a, and a couple of smaller vendors. And it was like, uh, you know, 2013, 2014, it was like, you know, we were like the only ones kind of talking about that, the attribution space. Yeah. And, and now it's like totally different <laughs> for product led. Everyone's talking about it. So it's fun to be in a, in a, in a crowded room. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, some people love to be in a crowded room, which like you just mentioned, and everyone has their own preference, but yeah, it's, you've have you've had the experience of doing both. Yeah. The the thing that um, you know, I guess resonated with me as like a marketer is like A, it's a super helpful thing. B, yeah. like you created it as a helpful resource from your community, from insights that you were getting. So it's again coming from the right intent of educating the market, yeah. helping the market out. Um, and I think content like that and things like that, programs like that are the ones that become super shareable, the ones that get a ton of reach. Like I've seen other people right. post that screenshot on LinkedIn. Yep. Um, I've seen other people drop it into communities I'm in. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was yeah, the one best, the best marketing doesn't feel like marketing. Yes. <laughs> like yes. it, you know, it wasn't made to, you know, be marketing for us, but it, it certainly is helpful for us. And it's helpful for the community, but it's, you know, it was made from the right, the right place. And we're converting that landscape just to, you know, it's just a, a graphic with a bunch of logos on it. We're converting it to an ebook. Um, Cause we're, we started getting questions about like, you know, helping people try to pick vendors. So we're getting to the point now where we're turning an ebook and looking at, you know, the market share of the categories and how have they grown over the last five years and kind of where are they headed and, and, and get into like, it's almost like a buyer, like a vendor buyer's guide, right. um, which is, is great for, uh, especially since some of these startups are, you know, like us just a couple of years old yeah. and there's not a lot of references, you know, a lot of them aren't even on G2 crowds. So it's like, where do you go to just learn about it all? And so we're going to put that together for folks. That would be super educational. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot of time for people to like go do research, like figure out what's, you know, what do they do versus this company or like what is their niche and specialty versus what can they do? Right. Um, It takes, you know, your users or potential market a lot of time to go research. So if you can help that um, and, and, you know, like you said, in kind of a non-biased way, which I'm sure you guys are obviously yeah. doing, then, um, it's yeah, like a mini G2 for, <laughs> for, right. for them. I'm sure G2s will be like, okay, well, like, well, let's get these people profiles on our site. Yeah, right, right. Let's, let's build a category on G2. Let's get a good going. Yeah. 
<laughs> let's get a grid going let's go <laughs> but hey well, i'm sure there'll be a own like that'll be its own category in like those types yeah. of things that people use which is awesome that's right yeah that's right awesome um and then the other kind of thing that i wanted to chat through is just like you know shareability of stuff like obviously you're using your um network your personal yeah. brand um i see you posting and commenting like you know, you're in charge of sales. Obviously you're not out there like, you know, request a demo from me. But <laughs> the interesting thing is you're um, taking use cases that people are pr problems yeah. that you see people commenting or posting about and showing how you could, hey, look how easy this, our customer did this using inflection. So yes, you're showing the product, but it's more in a helpful way. Um, so I'm just curious of like, is that, do you dedicate time to do that weekly or is just something naturally you do? What does that look like? Yeah, I'll, I'll both, honestly, like, you know, sometimes I'll just be scrolling LinkedIn and I'll like something or comment, or sometimes I do have a, like a time block throughout the week to, to spend time on, on, on community. And, and I don't just mean like the community we're on. I just mean like the industry community, like including LinkedIn. And mm -hmm. it's like, um, I'm all about, like showing people rather than telling. I think that's just so much more kind of powerful. And we're, we're at the point now where we have um, customers that deployed some awesome use cases, some, some like really cool campaigns that, that companies are running. You know, this is a wild thing about like a building such a big platform is these are like use cases that were like not what we made for, you know, like <laughs> you're like, thinking about like the first 10 campaigns people launched, like they didn't launch those. Like some of them launched to something totally creative and and different. And I think that's so cool to 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 see. And so yeah, it's about getting out and just showing like what you can do with the software is better than kind of showing you know or telling people what they can do. Like let me just show you what what customers are are running. And then even like you know, there's a lot of of email campaigns that companies run that aren't through marketing automation and engineers are like sat down for six months to like half uh, you know half have five six engineers like sitting down for a long time to kind of go build some of these email campaigns that these product-led companies are doing and you know you can you can run them very easily with us so it's fun just to show the examples though whether it's made from us or not i don't really care i think it's yeah. just neat to to socialize the the art of the possible for product-led companies because again it's like it is new and people are still trying to figure out what are the right things to run and you know, we've been such a revenue focused company for so long. Like this is how they think, you know, we yeah. want to be more like Peloton and Peloton's done a really good job combining their, their product and with activity and engagement and kind of building a brand. And we've seen a lot of B2B companies get inspired by, I hear Peloton a lot, be very inspired yeah. by how, it's, how blended it, the, the product and the marketing is at Peloton. And you know, be like, how, how do we be like that? And so I'll, we'll give them examples regardless of B2B, B2C, or even us, because I think it's, it's, it's neat for people to start to get creative on their own and come up with things that, you know, we didn't even do, didn't even think about or realize. And just, it's, it's cool to see that in, in the industry. Yeah. I think also highlighting by doing that, you're also highlighting the practitioners that are doing yeah. these like super um inventive like new approaches and like highlighting them which is you know it's obviously got to make them feel good but also be like you're doing something 
new and different, which in honestly, in, in marketing is like very um, rare sometimes and also yeah. like kind of scary too. So it's right. giving them like a platform to say like, this is awesome. And like, what about, you know, this customer over here is going to try it or this person over there that's not even a customer is going to like give this a whirl and, and see if it works for their business. So I think that's a super smart approach um, to just highlighting your use cases and highlighting your customers as well. For sure. Nice. Well, um, all I can say is I'm super excited to see kind of how things go. And I just wanted to chat with you directly to to like get the inside scoop on all this stuff that is going on. So um, if you, you know, haven't checked out inflection.io, you definitely should. I, uh, and honestly, I just follow you guys and keep an eye on what's going on because I love your yeah. marketing strategy. So um, any closing thoughts for anyone about the company or any community thoughts, anything like that? Yeah. First of all, th thanks everyone for listening. And it's great to be here. And, and thanks so much for having me and yeah, join our community product-led.marketing and excited to see people over there and let's geek out and kind of go build a great industry together because you know that's that's what we're here for love it all right thanks for chatting dave thanks yeah, for listening course. everyone